Thank you for listening to Lawford, the podcast about the village of Lawford in North East Essex and the surrounding area. Lawford, the podcast, is brought to you by Lawford Parish Council with the aim to share what the council is up to and to highlight some of the amazing people, events and facilities in our area. Good day. Welcome to Law for the Podcast. Uh, today, I'm delighted to be joined by Kirsty Buxton, who is the Communications and Incomes Generation Manager for Acorn Village. Um, Acorn Village is a fabulous facility in our community supporting adults with learning disabilities. We're chatting to Kirsty today in part to acknowledge a modest grant provided by Law for Parish Council, but more importantly, for all of us to understand and celebrate the work of the Acorn Village. So welcome, Kirsty. Ah, oh, hello. Uh, lovely to be here. Good to see you. So, uh, so let's jump in, uh, Kirsty. I think uh, we had a quick chat off air, but I think the just just give us a, a little bit of sense of at a, at a very high level, and we'll get into the detail in a moment. But the work of the Acorn Villages, the service provided, and, and maybe just even a little bit about your own personal role in in the organisation. Absolutely. So, Acorn Village is a fourteen-acre site um, in Clacton Road, Missley. Um, and it is a charity that supports adults with learning disabilities. Um, those adults live on site um, and we do have uh, several properties off site as well. Um, it is a village in the sense that it's a real community and we feel very much part of all the local parishes that we are near as well. Um, and it was set up 50 years ago by a very dedicated group of families who wanted a better way of life and support for their children with learning disabilities um, as they approached adulthood. Um, I've been with the charity um, a year and a half now. Um, I work as communications and income generation manager and my role is to spread awareness of the charity and to help raise income for it. Perfect, okay. Um, and so do you want to give give us, because uh, I, I did a bit of research and I was amazed at the scale of the of, of Acorn Village in terms of the, the amount of residents and the amount of you know adults it supports. Absolutely. So we have uh, 53 residents that um, live at Acorn Village um, and it is their home and many of them have lived there for many, many years. Um, the um, severity of their learning disability is quite wide ranging. Um, and the support they need because of that is quite wide-ranging. We are actually one of the biggest employers in the Tendrin area, and we employ just over 170 people, many of whom come from Lawford, Missley, Manantry, um, Clacton, and the surrounding areas. Um, It is a a sort of big operation um, to provide the care and support that we do, because we like to describe what we do as the gold standard of care for people. And we're very much about making sure people live their life to their full potential. Um, So we offer a range of activities and workshops and learning opportunities, both on site and off site. Um, And I know um, our residents and their care support workers can often be seen in Lawford and Missley and Manantry and very much part of the local community. Perfect. And you you mentioned a little bit about the about the history. Do you want to just colour in that picture a little bit more? Because it was it's obviously a big undertaking to start a start a community like this. So, again, just doing a bit of research on your website, I know there was, as you said, there was a lot of very motivated people, but equally there was a lot of 
benevolence from the from the property owners and from everybody everybody else to actually get it up and up and running. I think it is. Uh, I always think as well that the history behind how Acorn was set up is fascinating and really still impresses me so much. That um, over fifty years ago there was. Um, a group, and it was a group uh, of very dedicated parents. Um, the Greens, Denzel, Denzel Green was what the the father of a child with very severe learning disabilities. Um, and as that child was approaching adulthood, they were looking ahead to what was the big picture for them, just like any other parent would be. What's the landscape looking like for them? And I think the choices of facilities and the care that was offered fifty years ago you know, was not not as strong as perhaps it is now. And he decided, they decided, uh, they consulted with other other parents as well, what what is out there and that's not what we want for our children as they become adults to that independence, that place to call home where there's going to be the excellent level of care and support and really pushing people to live to their, live to their fullest every single day. Um, so they set about... Um, launching a charity but obviously they had to raise the money um to find a suitable site um and they did find the uh, misley hall um and persuaded the owner um to sell it at a price perhaps less than just under market value but they worked really really hard to fundraise for that uh denzel was uh, for those that knew him uh he sadly passed now he had the uh, gift of the gab um, and really got everyone involved in fundraising in the local community. And so they managed to buy the site, the group. Um, and then sort of three years after that, they were able to open the doors. And originally, the first residents actually lived in Missley Hall, uh, which is a listed manor house, a uh, beautiful building. Um, but that wasn't like the end of the chapter for them because uh, it's, there's lots of regulations about setting up um, a care facility. Um, so they had to negotiate with local authorities and the changing dynamics of social care and what's required. Um, and so it's it was an ever, ever moving um, sort of journey for them in terms of keeping up with everything, making sure everything was exactly how they were required. Uh, but also then making sure that they could provide that um, better way of life for the people that lived there. Um, over the years as well, the Missley Hall itself become not suitable for residents to live in. And so they had to look at um, what was practical and and in terms of for homes for people on site. So that's why we have um, a number of bungalows. Okay. Um, Just stairs are, can be complicated. Stairs, yeah. um, the size of bedrooms. There of was course, regulations yeah. at the size of bedrooms, about bath, the number of bathrooms. Okay. There was, that sort of changed a lot over the years, and, and, and particularly about making sure that it was as practical and possible to enable people to be, live as independently yeah, as possible. possible. And how do you, how do you go, how do you, I mean, is it is, does it support a catchment area or how do you, um, I don't know, is there an application process or how do you select the people who you're going to support? Uh, uh, a very good question. Yeah. Um, so we we do take people from all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, predominantly, people come from the, the nearer local authorities, so Essex, Suffolk, Kent, uh, but we do take people from anywhere. Um, we are well known, Acorn is well known um, in the social care world, for want of a better phrase. So, And, and because we offer that unique blend of such a big site, uh, we have the Creative Craft Centre on site. Um, I guess what we're in demand, mm-hmm. um, there is always a waiting list and there's only so many facilities yeah, around the country. Yeah, it must be country. challenging, isn't it, trying to manage so people? So in terms yeah. of marketing it, we've always got 
we're always poor. Oversubscribed, There's always people interested making inquiries about their loved one coming potentially. Um, but for some families as well, obviously we, we we cater for adults with learning disabilities, and that decision is a is a slow process. Where that person might potentially be at home to start with, um, but it might be that their parents are getting older and they're becoming concerned about the future and where will that person go if you know what's going to happen down the line um so sometimes they'll make inquiries but actually it could be three five years down the line before they're ready for that change for everyone Um, and is that graduated as well like you know do you have i guess taster days or i don't know how that will does involve a a, you know a process to make sure everyone's comfortable Comfortable. with what's sort of happening we also do cater for um, adults with learning disabilities that live in the wider community. So they don't live with us, but they come to us to enjoy our our services. So they enjoy the Creative Craft Centre and all the activities and workshops, both on-site and off-site as well. And that's something we're looking to grow as well. When people come and they see that, their families are like, this is amazing. Yeah, because I was, I mean, mean, just me, I was, again, doing my bit of research. I was like, like, everything from, as you say, the sensory rooms, uh, horse riding lessons, you know, like yeah. there, there's a whole swathe of, of lived experiences that are being offered to the people who are supported. Absolutely. And what I think is amazing with is that anyone, any or you know, anyone that either lives at Acorn or comes to use the facilities, if they express an interest in any kind of activity or workshop, the team in the creative a craft centre will look to see how they can make that happen and trial it and say let's give it a go and they're very adaptable because when people come sometimes um, to a session um, they've changed their mind on the day or they want to do something slightly differently connected to that so I think they're so creative and so caring and that's what makes Acorn special as well a lot of the staff have worked there a really long time and I think that says a lot yeah. about the place it is and a lot of the care support workers yeah. who provide the one-to-one care have worked there a really long time as well. And I guess that to your, I mean it's kind of the village is a very appropriate thing isn't it because actually it you know, takes a village and all that but actually presume there must be really deep relationships ha- form over time because those residents are there for a long time and, the, and some of those staff are there for a very long time. Absolutely so it becomes, and I think yeah. that that adds to the gold standard of care is that people know people so well yeah. Um, they know what they like, what they don't like, what they like doing um how to sort of motivate them get people out their comfort zones there's a very high level of care um and you know it's really amazing for me to see coming in relatively a newbie at a year and a half in there a lot of people have worked there like 10 20 30 years um and they really really care about the people um who live with us and it is their home that's that you know that's yeah. the important thing for everyone's from where they live in there i mean it is a public site people can come to our cafe yeah. um uh you know and our charity shop on site yeah well maybe we pivot to that because you guys like you, you you know it is a charity you do need support from from the community more governmental structures and everything else but but you have so many things in terms of how you integrate with with the community and generate income and i was again looking you know as a charity shop your cafe uh, I did. I did. I was smiling at the the eBay shop, which I thought was just the uh, four thousand sales and a hundred percent feedback, which is uh, which is fairly remarkable. But do you want to just uh, just talk to all of that a little bit more? Absolutely. And I think um, so. The starting point for the, all, the conversation I always have with people with our supporters is that first of all, we're a charity. Um, how we are financially set up is that we do get fees from local authorities towards the care of the residents that live with us. Um, 
but those fees don't match the care and support we provide because we don't just provide the the bare essentials we provide the gold standard of care and support that was very much the founding ethos of our families um and also the cost of living over the years as well has risen so much we all see that everyone individuals businesses charities we're all suffering from massive bills food bills uh heating bills you know they're they're things that we've had that had a real impact um for us as a charity um however they've for quite a long time now they've had things set up in place to try and um we know a doesn't quite meet b so what can we do about that so we've had um a sale of goods income stream for quite a long time we have a charity shop in manitry high street uh, we also have one on site as well. Um, so that income stream um, uh, is very interesting as well. We get lots of really nice, high quality things donated to us. Um, and then what we do is we sort through it um, and then we work out the best place to sell it. Yeah. Um, and so it used to um, could be the shops, but it could be online. And there's, as we know, on, online sales is a massive growth area. That's yeah. something we're definitely looking to expand over the next year. Um, it's very interesting as well. So we have a, a small but very dedicated team of volunteers that support that process. We're always looking out for new volunteers as well, if anyone's interested. Um, so whether that's helping sort through the goods and trying to spot the things, that, oh, that might be yeah. great. That's a hidden treasure. That's a designer piece or yeah. that's a rare <laughs> okay. item yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we've got volunteers that, that support the book side of it. We get lots of books given to us. Um, some people like to help out by actually being in the shop and manning the shop yeah. for us. Um, yeah, so we're really lucky with the volunteers that we've got and that income, you know, that, that process as well. We've got a, um, uh, the Wall Garden Cafe. Yeah, it's been I was going to. I know relaunched, and because I think it is, it's a novel thing that people be aware of, and it's supported by some of the residents as well. As Absolutely, yeah. and it's used by the residents that are, you know, that live on site. It's very popular with them as well. But also, the the message we're continually trying to push out is that anyone, any point, as long as it's open, Monday to Friday, yeah. can come to Acorn Village Park and can enjoy the Wall Garden Cafe. It really is lovely, and it's got a wall garden. Literally, yeah. it's inside outside seating uh, you know dogs are welcome on leads and it really it really is lovely the food's lovely uh, every, the, the staff that work in there we've got team volunteers that support that that as well it really is lovely and the money from those both the charity shops and the sale of goods and the, the cafe you know it's all money that goes back into the charity and supports that as well really um, so yeah, we're very keen and we've definitely seen an increase now. I think it was closed over COVID yeah. and I think that perhaps the messaging wasn't quite out there that we were back open. Yeah, well, you don't need to be visiting anyone. You don't need to be connected to Acorn. Yeah. You can literally just, just come just Monday come to Friday, 10 till yeah. 4 and enjoy the lovely food. Yeah, I think it, yeah. people do like it and they come back and I think they yeah. like seeing that. And I think they like seeing the residents that are in there and you know, yeah. you're very much part of Acorn when you come into those and you can go to the charity shop, which is next door as well, really. So, we have that and obviously we've been um doing a lot of applying for grants as well so we've had a success in we're doing a big refurbishment of the residential properties over a five-year period um so we've been um, applying for grants to support that as well and support the the work we want to do so we're always looking out looking at how we can make what we want to do happen yeah 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 no as i said i know we're talking off a little bit like the cost as you say like they're exponentially growing and i think last year i just looking at your your charity commission submission was your your income and expenditure was effectively four and a half million which is a, a remarkable amount of money isn't it i mean but but to your point you're 
employing one of the biggest employers in the in the in the in the uh, in the locality as well, which is you know something I hadn't I hadn't fully appreciated the scale, which I think is is, is amazing. Looking forward, wh- how, what does the future look like? Is it trying to um, you know extend the, the number of of adults you support, or, or do you think you're you're pretty much at size and it'll 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 track to that for a period? Or what is is there a any any views in the future in terms of um, what 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 might evolve? Uh, well, I think that would be an excellent question for our chief executive. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I can certainly, I know yeah. that we are definitely looking to expand the number of people that live externally, like in the wider community, community. Yeah. that come in and use and, you know, pay to use some of our facilities yes. as well. So that, I definitely think there's going to be a big growth in that area. But it's one of those upscale things, isn't it, that, that we have to carefully balance as we go along, that we've got of course, enough yeah, yeah. staff and everything to uh, cater for the But demand. I think that's when I look at the, again, when you look at the, the history, and again, it's very well laid out on your website. But actually, it has, you know, in those fifty years, uh, it has it has incrementally uh, improved the, the service offering, improved the living facilities, improved, you know, increased the volume of residents, and it's actually, you know, it's it, it's obviously an incredibly well managed facility as well. To actually, uh, well, anything that survives for fifty years and <laughs> in this day and age is a is a is a testament. Um, excellent. Um, so you've been very good with your time, Kirsty. Is there any any kind of final thoughts? I mean, um, that that you want to kind of impart to? I guess this is a very very much local community audience. Um, is there any, anything you want to you want to convey um, above and beyond what we've already covered? Uh, just generally, I'd like to thank the supporters that we have in the local community. We've got very loyal, dedicated supporters that are always looking to see how they can help us, and that's individuals, organisations. Um, you know, we, we're really, really grateful for that um, and help be an ambassador for ACORN by spreading the word because as much as there are the people out there that know about us and what the work that we're doing, um, there are still lots of people that haven't heard about ACORN. Yeah. So a big part of what we're trying to do is make ACORN more visible, make sure people are aware of what we're doing. Anyone that comes on the site, um, I think once they understand what we're doing, I've never known anyone to go away and not be very, very impressed. It's got a really special feel to it as soon as you go up the drive. But it's really making sure people are aware, make sure people are aware that we are a charity um, and how they can be supporting us as well by coming to our cafe, coming, you know, buying stuff from us and supporting us when we do things. If you're doing a fundraising event, like there's a couple of people that are now kindly doing the half marathon for us um, in March. um, Think, oh, I might fancy doing that and maybe I'll do it for a local organisation like and actually the Acorn is a, yeah it's a brilliant example isn't it actually that people you know everyone's doing these physical challenges these yeah. days you know actually you know support a lot you know rather than I know all those big charities do amazing work as well but actually it's very tangible when you when you support a local community charity isn't it you can absolutely. actually absolutely and we welcome people you know I'm always happy to give people a, a, a walk round of the site um, people that are looking to support us in different ways um, so you know they just need to get in touch with you know with with Acorn with me um, I'm always happy to sort of meet with people and show people around um, as well. You know, we're very grateful for the grant from um, Lawford a Parish Council. Um, it, they really do make the difference. You know, we are um, 
having obviously to watch our budget, be very careful how we spend things, which is absolutely appropriate. Um, but it, it, the grants like that really make the difference to be able to buy those little things that little make extras. the real yeah. extras. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Last year, last year we did the same, and I think it went towards Christmas lights. Oh, actually, they're lovely. Yeah, when you see yeah. them up, people need to come and see. They can come <laughs> to visit the cafe, and they can see the Christmas, Christmas lights up and enjoy yeah, yeah. the new furniture yeah, yeah. in the yeah. in you know in the gallery area, which is going to be really lovely, and yeah. it's going to have a lot of information about Acorn, um, and yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's ever evolving. Um, you know, we're always looking ahead. Brilliant. Okay. Well, Kirsty, that is a great uh, way to uh, to finish it. Um, and thank you for the time this morning. Oh, it's been lovely. Thank you very much.